Hi, this is Ed Locke with USA Mortgage. Buying your first home can be overwhelming, but here are five tips to make the process go smoother. Number one, find a lender, me, Ed Locke, that can answer any questions you might have and help you get pre-approved. There are multiple options available based on your situation. Number two, work with a real estate agent you can trust. Number three, don't rush the process. Take your time and know that the process could take some time. Number four, consider all the costs. Number five, get a home inspection and review it with your realtor. Keep these tips in mind, budget for yourself, and you'll be that much closer to making your dream of homeownership a reality. So reach out to me at 502-680-0953. NMLS ID 448-908, DAS Acquisition Company, LLC, doing business as USA Mortgage, NMLS ID 227262. This is not a commitment to lend. Additional terms and conditions apply. USA Mortgage is an equal housing opportunity. You have scoured the podcast world. You have finally found the place where news is weighed in the balance. Welcome to Newsworthy with Stephen Jerry. Two words and two question marks. Hello, Jerry. For the record, let me just say I hate Podbean. I can't wait till we change and go to a different publisher. Yeah, I don't think either of us are going to be recommending Podbean to anyone. You know, Never. that being said, if you're doing a podcast from your phone and it's, you know, you're not expecting any any call-ins or you're not expecting it's for, great. hey, Apostle, glad you're here. Um, if you're not, if you are utilizing it in that respect, um, it's, it, it probably do just fine. But, sure. but to run what we're trying to run here and do what the things that we're trying to do. Um, but how many people do you think start a podcast and think, I will never grow. I'll never want a better setup. I'll never want people to call in. So my point is, if you think that ever might be a possibility, and if you don't, then why are you podcasting in the first place? Right, right. So go ahead and plan for the future and get a better setup. Yep, I agree. So uh, the next couple of weeks, that's exactly what we're going to be doing. Um, Hopefully, we're going to try this week, and we're going to hammer it down. We're going to try a couple of different sites, and by next week, we'll be on a new publisher. (gasps) Woo! Double just said she can't even see what she's typing. Yeah, I saw that. I don't know how to fix that. That's that's above my pay grade. We know how to fix very, very little. <laughs> Pod P now. <laughs> Sorry. That was loud. <laughs> yeah. So um, kind of why we're leaving. Most of this is above our pay grade to be blunt. Yep. <laughs> yep. You're going to be professional. You definitely are. Um but, you know if you become professional, we'll be happy to hire you as a uh, a production engineer. Absolutely. As long as you can work for like pepperoni pizza and some cold, sweet red. <laughs> and every once in a while, a few baked goods from Mochi's Bakery. Oh, yeah. I definitely got to get some Mochi's Munchies Bakery goods because, um, damn. Anywho. Um, so, guess what today is, Jerry? Um, 
I have no idea. National something, I'm sure. Absolutely. National lots of... And actually, it's like National Steve's Pet Peeve Day. So oh, I'm pretty sure. excited. So it's National Speak and Complete Sentences Day. Okay. <laughs> Take that to we heart. We should have rescheduled this podcast <laughs> for another day. <laughs> that it's, is for sure. It's better than... Um, I, I Have you spoke to a teenager lately? Um, I don't think so. Yeah. Occasionally. He doesn't speak in complete sentences. It's, it's very, it's like shorthand except speech. And it drives me insane. Because my, you know, you and I have both been managers for years. And it's like at the interview, when you're speaking like this, what are you hoping to accomplish? I'm not, when I'm interviewing you, I'd be like, I'd be thinking that, Okay, I could probably put you on the stock crew, put you on checkouts, but you're not going anywhere past that if you can't com- communicate. I agree. I think that's one of the most important um, um, traits. Traits. Sure. Uh, ambitions. If you could, if you, in fact, if you can narrow down all of the things that you could be or you could do well, I think communication has to be number one. It, it will allow you to go the furthest in life. Sure. Just saying. That reminds me, several years ago, the company that I worked for had a, uh, on the front page of the application, one of the questions was, do you have reliable transportation? Yes or no question. This person had applied and they checked yes. And underneath it, they wrote in horse and buggy. Horse and buggy. And I, yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking Amish, maybe. So I, I had to call them in for an interview. I just did, just to figure out what the hell was going on. And uh, I had two things, two, two possible scenarios going on in my mind. Amish, or this person is applying for a job that they don't really want. That they, They're on unemployment. They want to continue being unemployed. And that was the case. I brought them in for the interview, and it was obvious real quick. They weren't rude. They tried to be, (coughs) excuse me, they tried to be nice and polite, but they obviously did not want to be employed. So um, I obviously had no alternative. I offered them a job and called (laughs) and reported them and have never in my life, probably been so disgusted with our government when I called to report them and was told it was none of my business. Really? Absolutely. Wow. (laughs) Sure did. Crazy. So this is a, the next day that it is, I mean, it's, it's, we have a lot of national days. I don't know if you realize that every single day in the United, in the, in the calendar has a day of something, but this one, is designed for all of our guests and people who may download our podcast. Okay. It is National Save Your Hearing Day. (laughs) And and it even says under here, for better hearing and a better hearing experience, join Steve Newsworthy with Steve and Jerry live every Wednesday. There you go. That's what it says. Here's one that applies to you, Jerry. Okay. It's National Senior Health and Fitness Day. Slam. But very true. And do, the final you know one, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, the final one I was going to say is for all my friends out there 
who love their flip flops. It's National Flip Flop Day. No, it's it's good a real for holiday. It's great for women's shoes, men's shoes, and most most air quote conservative Republicans. <laughs> I would assume also good for the goat shoes. In other oh. words, New Balance. Oh, I don't know if they actually make a flip flop. Do they? Close enough. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Oh, sorry. Do you know what I figured out this week? What'd you figure out this it week? It is Jerry? really odd, really weird, being the same age as old people. <laughs> you think so? Yeah, I, I figured that out this week. Well, that's interesting. I'm glad you figured it out. You know what? I I'm, I've been getting these emails for like three months now, and I don't know. It, my birthday's coming up in just a couple of weeks. I'm accepting gifts all month, just so you know. Um, if you're friends with Facebook or find me on Facebook and want to friend me, I have a, they do that. That's one of the best things about Facebook is they give you the opportunity to your birthday month to do a fundraiser for a specific charity. Um, yeah, absolutely. It doesn't cost you anything and Facebook does it at no charge. So they don't take any of whatever the donations are. They give it straight to wherever you, you have chosen for it to go. Um, and I just want to real quick, if you don't care, uh, mine is, and for the last three years has been JT's way. Uh, <laughs> now, for those that are not familiar with JT's way, that's probably a good thing. Uh, it's actually ran by my cousin and her husband. Um, and they established that when they lost their son, JT, um, to a horrible accident. And basically what they are there for is for uh, emotional, financial support for parents who've lost a child. Um, and I know, although I was very blessed not to have lost my child, um, uh, he came very close. And I was out of work for three weeks while he was in the hospital. And without them just showing up and giving me money, I probably wouldn't eat for two weeks. Um, and just having that resource there, that support there from an unexpected source was priceless to me. So sure. um, if you can, and we can link to their, their website at the end of this, but if you can go ahead, donate something to JT's way. It's, they use very, very little, a uh, very small amount of the money for their overhead. Almost all of the money goes to the purpose of the mission. And uh, I can't say enough good things about JT's way. So that being said, that's all I had to say about that. <laughs> gotcha. So, Jerry. Yes. I have a feeling that you're sitting over there with a great dad joke. Um, yeah, I think it's. Pretty, uh, pretty good one. What you? Uh, no, you, you want to hear terrible. a dad? Do you want to hear a ghost joke? Sure. That's the spirit. <laughs> oh my gosh! Are you kidding me? That's your joke. Got a nice laugh from you. You can't. That's put because it down I'm an idiot. Much. You can't hold our brilliant listening audience 
to my level. That's it's not fair to no, them. I trust. trust don't me. worry. Don't worry. They're cackling right along with you. Okay. So, Jerry, what do you call two buddies who wear jackets with no sleeves? No sleeve jackets. I don't know. What do you call them? Vest friends. <laughs> Ha! You laughed! Yeah, true dad joke. <laughs> yep. Dad joke at its worst, which is what a dad joke is all about. Absolutely. So, last week's episode, I think, you know, we were looking at the numbers right before we went on live. Really impressive. I think that's something that uh, resonated with some of our listeners. Uh, I was very happy with that. Um Guess that means there will be a book two? Oh, absolutely. But I think book two will be less. If if I have one complaint about last week's episode, because, you know, we're into this for almost a year now, a little over a year, um, and we're still trying to grow and and figure it out and and do better. Um, I will definitely make it less book report-y and much more interactive, I think. But that would have helped if I had more input on it. Well, you and I both agree that aliens helped build the pyramids. Well, I, I told you ahead of time, that was the one conspiracy theory you could bring up. And I wasn't going to have a whole lot to say about because, that, again, like you said, to this day, thousands of years later, we still don't know how the heck they did it. Nor do we know how, nor could we do it. Eh, maybe, maybe not. I mean, with some of our machinery, it's possible we could do it. But they had none of that back then. We, they didn't we, even have an iron back yes, then. They didn't have yeah. <laughs> Motors, nothing. nothing. So we have no clue how they did it. So that obviously is where many, most conspiracy theories start. Yeah. It's when yeah. you have absolutely no idea how this thing happened. So we try to come up with it in our minds of how did this happen? But I agree that uh, th- there are some conspiracy theories that are fun. And the pyramids are got to be at the top of that list. It's one that we're going to be contemplating and discussing for hundreds of years, if oh, not yeah. forever. I, I, absolutely. One of the f- cool facts that I forgot even to mention, and I was research, rereading my research, um, was that most people think the pyramid has four sides. It's actually eight-sided. Yeah, which is just... I did not know that. Oh, absolutely. And it makes it even all that more impressive, <laughs> to be honest. All of them? Or just the Great One? The Great One. Um, I'm not sure about the others, but the Great Pyramid is eight-sided, not four-sided. So, there you go. But, did you tell them about the wine you're drinking? I did not. I have a local winery this year. Well, not local. It's from Borden, Indiana, just across the river. Um, and tonight is... It's actually sweet blackberry wine by Huber Winery. We've had Huber here before. Um, the blackberry is very, um, it's not, it's sweet, but it's not sugar sweet. It's fruit sweet, and um, it's pretty good. I have still in the fridge for next week, and she's sitting out in the garage. <laughs> Anywho, um so big show today. We did that. I just wanted to bring that up from last week because it was a lot of fun for me. Um, I was very happy that the numbers resonated with the, the audience. Um, so that gives us the ability to have a book two and a book three and whatever going down the line. Um, not saying we're turning our show over to that, but it's fun to do a little change up every once in a while. 
I just Googled after you mentioned it. I Googled how many sides mm-hmm. do the pyramids have. When you said that, it wasn't that I didn't believe you, but I got to thinking most of the pictures I saw, I thought, showed a four-sided pyramid. They are eight-sided. The great one is eight sides. But it certainly appears to be four. Yep. Each of the pyramids, four sides, are evenly split from base to tip by a very subtle concave indentation. Yep. So, at, at you know, a cursory look, it is four-sided, but it really is. Which isn't. makes the math, the, Even, the building, yes. and, to, and, and it's harder. exact. It's not like a wavy. It is an exact straight line in the middle, not on an edge. It just it just adds even more intrigue into how you're you're not going to convince me that a bunch of dudes with a plumb bob was able to can do that. It's just not happening. Sorry, sorry, Egypt. In fact, Robin is going Monday to a one of the head Egyptologists um, who has since retired and now he's lecturing. He's giving lectures all around the, the country. He's in Atlanta. Her and her mom are going down to that on Monday. And I asked her, I was like, hey, just ask him uh, the real story as to who built the pyramids and see what he says. <laughs> I got an eye roll. But, hey, just saying. He doesn't know any more than any of the other experts. Oh, absolutely not. There's no proof. But, anyway, we're going to spend a whole other show on that. We shouldn't do that. Shame on us. So, Jerry, yes. tell me about what you're wanting to cover tonight because one of them is pretty big and we're both wanting to hit that so do you want to do that one first that's healing far and away is my big one yeah mine too um you want why don't you go first i feel like i do too much of the talking last week not so much (laughs) many weeks i feel like i do way too much of the talking hey that's a good question what if the egyptians were actually aliens man we have some Educated people that listen to our show. Who asked that? Double, of course. Smart. And Always if they outside were, the box. Are they not steel? I don't know. Anyway, anywho. <laughs> so this week, uh, actually Saturday, it appears that McCarthy and the Biden team have came to an agreement, uh, at least. Uh, 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 in in theory, there I think it passed the house right before we went live today. I I, I think it did. Yeah. Or are you was sure? it scheduled for a vote until eight thirty p.m.? Maybe oh, okay. they voted early. I'll look it up. Yeah, look it up. I, it, tonight they're expecting it to pass um, the house, and then it goes to the Senate. McConnell says that he believes it'll pass the Senate, um, and then they'll get the deal done. Um, not a lot of if, if you're. Uh, I guess let me back up and say, first of all, this is going to be one of those things that Jerry and I rarely, but sometimes wholeheartedly agree on. Um, I think that we both agreed some sort of deal needed to get done. Absolutely. Um, default is not an option with the United States government. Um, it could do worldwide. The ramifications of us defaulting on our government or on our debt would be worldwide. It wouldn't just be us. It would be the 60% of countries that use our dollar to back their their money that would be in jeopardy. And it would be catastrophic. Absolutely catastrophic. No matter so, what Trump said. Trump said a couple of weeks ago, it 
Who knows? Might be a bad week. Might be a bad day. No well, one knows. In, full of crap. And in some context, though, he also very clearly stated if he had, if he had, if if he he thought that the, he said in in that same interview that he believed the Democrats would gave. Now you and I both agree that that's not the time that you're talking about cuts. But do you remember what else he said? What did he say the Republicans should do if Democrats didn't cave? Well, he said that we should default. Yep. And he he further said that you either default now or you default later, which I can't argue at some point. I can't argue. This, we're At some point, about, we're not going to be what he's what he was talking care. about. So you should you, because you what he was talking about the the worst thing possible by making sure the worst thing possible happens right now today. That's smart. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that there is a possibility if we don't Absolutely. get our debt under control. Absolutely, we're going to have to default. But there's a 100 percent chance that the worst Agreed. happens I, today when you default. I understand. So that, I was just making sure that the full context of what he said was out there. Which the full context is that he was an absolute idiot by saying what he said. <laughs> you, I mean, it, his well, point was we need his point. First of all, started off very legitimate. It started off by saying we're on a bad course. We absolutely. have to correct this course. We can't keep going. I one hundred percent agree with everything he said up to that point. Yeah. The reason that it's a bad course is it's going to bring us to being bankrupt. Yes. which is what default is. But his solution to that, possibly happening down the road, is to make it happen today, which is idiotic. Yeah. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't, wasn't saying I agreed with what he said. I'm just saying that's what he said. Um, Sorry to interrupt. No, no, you're good. Did you lose your turn of thought, didn't I? No, well, you know it doesn't take much. Ooh, look at Butterfly. <laughs> I probably would have been world domination by now if it hadn't been for smart, sparkly things and squirrels. I'm just saying. Uh, House closed on an approving bill, raised $31 trillion debt ceiling. Apparently that happened about just a few months ago. So They or, did? No, they've, they've closed in on an approving bill. Okay, yes. I read that wrong. Sorry. So, yeah, it's probably going to happen tonight. And it's a good thing. Um, you and I both also agree that we don't believe that this is the time to be asking for a bunch of stuff or a bunch of concessions. Now's not the time to be negotiating how much you're going to spend. That happens with the budget or, as they more often do, the omnibus spending bill. But it's one and the same, basically. Yes. That's the time. that That's when you decide how much money you're going to spend, what you're going to spend it on. Now is the time to say it, it's time to write the checks. So at this point, we don't go back and negotiate services that we've already agreed to, that we're contractually obligated to. It's time to pay the bill. Yeah. No, I agree with you, Jerry. Um, but now, see, here's where it gets difficult. And here's where we, the people, come into effect. We've the the one thing that in this whole bill that they're passing that I absolutely hate, hate, dislike. So it's a two-year deal. You're not going to convince me otherwise. Is that it pushes this debate back another two years? Which, because we're politicians in freaking Washington, puts it past the next election cycle. 
Because we ain't going to have time to fool with the debt ceiling if we're trying to be reelected or elected. It drives me insane. And I don't see why that's the problem. Once again, the time to pay the bills isn't what you have a problem with. What you have a problem with is budget. So the next mm -hmm. time they have a budget, the next time they have an omnibus spending bill, that's when this gets decided. I and guess when that happens? Not in two years. That will continue to happen yearly like it always has. All this had, all this did was say that we're not going to bring America to the brink of default yet again in one year. No, I don't. I don't. I don't. I think that if you don't do a good budget, it needs to come to this every year. It needs to come to. Not we, to the brink. Not to the brink. But we need to have this discussion every single year until we, we're not accumulating new debt. That's what and I'm the saying. Time to do that, we've already agreed is budget, right? So do it at budget. Not if we do it at budget, Jerry, Jerry. If we do it at budget, when we write the budget in was it September is the budgetary usually, beginning. but it usually gets put off for right. a month or two. It, let's first of all let us, the people, hold our representatives in Congress accountable. Totally agree. Make them make a budget. See, here's my thought, and here's my process. You interrupted me. If we do that in September, then in the next year, not two years, but next year, all of a sudden we don't have to have a discussion about raising the debt limit because we're cutting spending and we're not pushing the debt limit up. That's what I was trying to get out. Somewhere along the line, I'm sorry. Oh, I was just going to say the premise that we should just continually raise our budget automatically is ridiculous. Well, I, this is going to go away. You don't agree with the 14th Amendment argument, but I think Congress themselves is going to get tired of having two arguments about the same thing normally every year, which is stupid. That's their job. Why are you discussing the same thing twice? Do it when you're discussing the budget, when you're deciding how much money to spend. That's when it should be done. And if you have already passed legislation, you have passed law, that says we are going to spend this amount of money. It should follow that raising the debt limit is automatically goes up or down with that. So in other words, if you're in debt $31 trillion, 31.4 right now, if you're in debt $31.4 trillion and you pass a budget that's short by $1 trillion, then the national deficit has to go up by $1 trillion. Otherwise, you can't pay the money on the stuff you already voted that you're going to pay. This is where Ray and Paul and I Totally agree. That should never happen. Well, you're saying that we should have a balanced budget. Absolutely. Absolutely. Unless we're in a war or an emergency. But if we are being fiscally responsible with our money, we are putting money aside for FEMA. We are putting money aside. What in the hell are we spending 70, $780 billion on our military for? If we can't be prepared, short term at least, without pushing our budget out of the crazy to defend ourselves. I, I just. And one of the good things about the negotiation that they agreed to was it does hold in check spending for next year. Next year, 2024 is going to be held the same as 2023, no increase. And in 2025, non military again will be held the same military is going to be given a 3% increase. And I'm like, you. there's probably things that we need to spend money on more than increasing the military budget. Our, Our military, military budget right now 
is three times combined. The next ten combined. I think. I think as much as I enough. love our military, I think we're good there. I think we're okay. Yep. <laughs> I'm just totally saying. Um, you know, we're the our military for years after the World War II was designed to fight a two front war at any given time, anywhere in the world. But those aren't the type of wars we fight now. You know what I'm saying? I just, you know, this Russia-Ukraine thing, that's a rarity in today's world. Mostly it's we send over a few jetter, jets and a few fighters, and that's that. That's done. We're, we're back home. We're, we send a few tanks to Iraq and wipe the mat with them and come home. Or we do what Clinton did a few times, take a few ships in the middle of the ocean and they fire a few ICBMs and yeah. call it done. Yeah, that's not the right way to approach it. If he had dealt with several, if he had dealt with things the way it should have been, there never would have been. He was offered been lots, yeah, and he turned them down. He said, "We don't need them," Uh, and we saw what the end result of that was. Yeah, sorry, Democrats. I know you want to blame that on George W., but that was (laughs) Bin Laden could have been in our our possession way before George W. ever came around. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I, I just, you know. I don't understand, you know, they talk about the the Republicans were happy that they were able to raise, you know, get some concessions as far as welfare to work. Okay, fine, whatever. I get that. But this isn't the time for that. When are they going to sit down and do, do their damn job? And, I mean, as far as I know, Congress's number one responsibility to us, the people, is to pass a budget. (laughs) That's it. Call it an omnibus, call it a budget, call it a whatever. They have the power of the purse for one specific. That's why they are reelected every two years. They are closest to us, the people. It's their job to provide us with a budget. And if not, it's our job. It falls to you, to me, and anyone else who goes to the polls and to votes to vote them out. That's the way the founders set it up. That's why they are only in there two years. Because if they go up there and they screw up the budget. For representatives. Yeah. Six for senators. Yeah. So if they come in and they screw it up, we can boot them out in two years. They don't get to sit up there for all that time. But at the same time point, why did the founding fathers? have an electoral college. You talked about what we, the people, are supposed to do. Why do we have an electoral college? Well, that's a different topic no, it's for a, a different it's the exact day. same t- topic. The Founding Fathers knew that we would not do a good job. Now, back then, there was a very good reason why the average person wasn't uh, intelligent and, and looked into these matters because communication was so horribly bad that the vast majority of people weren't informed, didn't know what the hell was going on. The reason we have an electoral college is because the founding fathers didn't trust the average citizen to be smart enough to vote for the right people. They was afraid that they would vote some idiot in. Well, that, and they were accounting, I believe, for population density issues. No, absolutely. Steve, you can do absolutely everything with the electoral college and get rid of every member of the college transfer it into votes that happen automatically based on the vote, right? I've said for years that we need to get (laughs) rid of the Electoral College. Don't get rid of the power 
In other words, if your state has X number of electoral members, make those votes automatically go to the winner of your state's I don't election. My only reason in saying that we need to get rid of the Electoral College, why is it every year we hear about one or two that are going to switch sides? That shouldn't be possible. If your state votes for Joe Biden, Trump, whoever it is, no matter how stupid the person is, the vote should automatically go. There okay. should be no but person again, who... That's a different topic for a different day. My, no, it's not a different topic. It's the same topic because you were saying that we the people should be informed. We, the people, should do our job. The founding fathers said, you know what? We don't trust them to do their job. That's why we have an electoral college. Okay, but what does it have to do with the debt ceiling? Nothing. It has everything to do with the fact that you just sat here and said the founding fathers expected this. If because we do our job, we do the this. Way, that's and my the point is, since the beginning and the founding of this country, we have never done our job. Well, I don't disagree with you. That's why we have $31 trillion in debt. I want to know why our Congress, Biden and the WHO this year ended the pandemic for COVID. Why is it not every congressman's job at this point to bring our spending back to pre-COVID levels? I mean, that's a considerable reduction. I, I just can't imagine if you or I at our home were to make a budget where we constantly spent uh, uh, $50,000 more a year than we had, we're not going to be in, we're not going to have a very viable home for very long. These people take on average 30% of everybody in the country's money and still come up trillions of dollars in debt every single year. 30%? On average? No. What do you mean? No. No. Are you telling me? that between the federal, state, local sales, if we just take all the taxes from every source. I don't think it'd be close to 30. I think you're wrong. We'll have to look that up. You should look it up. I'll be waiting for my, damn, Steve, who's right? What was it a couple of weeks ago you promised everyone you would look up? What was that? Whatever it was, I was right. What I don't remember what it was, but I was right, so it doesn't matter. Okay. We haven't heard anything about it, though. And I told them at the time. I don't that remember what it was. To be honest. When you promised <laughs> when you promised online that you would look it up, I said something you didn't Did agree I write with. it down? Because if I didn't write it and down, you, I don't remember. You promised I'll that have you to go would back look and it up. And I said, what that means is we won't hear anything for the next few years about that. No, if, if I can remember what it was, if any of the listeners know what it was, then I'll look it up. And I, if I'm wrong, I'll say I'm wrong. I don't have a problem with that. But these people, I, I agree with what you're saying. We absolutely should. There's no All reason we should be historically, in and we should vote these people out of office, and we never do. I know we never do. Never. We, we said it many times. We get the government that we deserve because we continue to go back and elect the same people. You know what we should do as a uh, as a what what what's it called when you do an experiment a, a uh, I guess it's an experiment. You should run for political office. Why? Just to see what the process is like. You to should. To feel what Not it's me. like. To do, to go through the process. To see what it's, you know, even if it's for like a local school board. I mean, our schools, I don't have any, I don't, 
A school board would be a great idea for either one of us because we don't have a dog in the fight anymore. Our kids are grown at this point. Neither one of us have a chance, though. We're not from here. We're not. That's, that's not the known. point. The point isn't that we get there. The point is to go through the process and see just what it's like to claw inside a mind of one of these politicians for a few minutes. I don't know. You're right. I think it would be a very good experience. Be a, I don't know that school board. Probably not. Is a, probably need to do like a city council yes, position. You or need something to do something where politics comes into play because yeah. otherwise I don't think. Oh, I really think school get, boards are definitely politically. Based. Here's the point. Is it going to be political enough? To, to get the interest of either the Republican or Democratic Party? Probably not. I don't think they're really going to care. I don't think yeah. they're going to be putting money behind you. Oh, That's yeah. what Even I would on like a local election, I don't see that happening. But I think it'd be fun to a, an experiment to try it, to report back. Hey, this week I knocked on the doors, and when I actually spoke to these people on the street, that's what they said. This is what they said. I agree with what you said that on a local election for school board, it wouldn't come into play. It absolutely 100% would come into play for city councilmen and all those things, big time. Yeah, I think that'd be a hoot. I think we should maybe look up the uh, um, uh, what am I thinking? I think we should look up the what it takes and when, what the requirements are and when you should have to be registered to do it. We should do it. We Here's should just throw ahead. You won't during. read, but real quickly we'll find out. If you're not, hey, willing, if Glad you're not you're willing to put some serious money into it and you're not well-known, you're not local, uh, you're going to have zero shot. Yeah, well, it's hard of the, the good news is I am I'm getting more and more known. You are. I mean, Being a real know, estate agent. Yeah, and, and, you know, doing advertising campaigns for that, you know, and that's part of my job. You know, I think it'll be a fun, fun thing to do. Uh, Go ahead and uh, put your honest. name in the hat. All right. What? Go ahead and put your name in the hat. I don't know. I don't think you'd vote for me. I at least got to have your vote. You and I talked about this before. I think we mentioned it on air. This podcast would end any chance you and I ever had at politics. <laughs> it puts us on the record Absolutely. for way too many things. Which is exactly the part of the problem with politics, sure. which whenever we get done with the debt ceiling deal, that's what I want to talk about next for just a wee bit. Um, sure. Anywho, so what do you like about this deal? What, what, is, what is your favorite? That there was a deal yeah. that we're not defaulting. Uh, here, here's the deal. You, you and I tend to be pretty hard on politicians. Deservedly so. Deservedly so. I'm surprised anyone listens to our show because I piss everyone off. <laughs> I, I slam Republicans, I slam Democrats, and you much more so dem- slamming Democrats and Republicans, but Republicans too to some extent. I, I think they're Democrats. At the same time, if we're going to be hard on them, and as you said, deservedly so, I think it's only fair that when they do the right thing that we give them credit for that. And that doesn't happen real often. I was trying to think about the last time that you and I had discussed politicians doing a good job. What percent is it? It's percent. I shouldn't have drank 12% alcohol by volume. And Steve just finished the last bottle. And he didn't finish drinking it. He put the last of it in his glass. But here's the point. The last time I remember you and I 
saying that politicians overall were doing a pretty good job was very early on in 2020, the beginning of COVID. Mm-hmm. Early on, we thought that most politicians weren't trying to score political points. They were trying to go out and do what was right, what was necessary and needed. That ended pretty quick. Pretty quick, it turned back into the same old crap of, yep. you know, finger pointing. But the, the best thing I like about this deal is finally both sides showed up wearing their big boy underwear and decided to do what's right for the country. And neither one got what they wanted. Neither one could go back to their party and claim great victory. Both of them had to compromise, but both of them did their job. And we ended up with a piece of bipartisan legislation that hopefully, as we said, it's not a done deal. It's got to pass the vote this evening, but it certainly appears that we're going to be able to avoid defaulting. So what do I like the most is the fact that we didn't default is the fact that, again, they didn't for once do what we normally accuse them of almost always doing. And that's playing partisan politics and putting that above their own personal interests. I thought Biden and McCarthy uh, put all that aside to do what's right for the country. So kudos to the both of them. At the same time, I've got to say that some of the guys that I normally like the most, the House Freedom Caucus, are the jerks in this deal that are still trying to cause us to default. They're doing everything in their power to make sure this does not pass, which at this point would probably without question end up in the United States defaulting. I agree with everything you just said there, Jerry, and I can't believe you said I just that. said that. Um, sorry, Eddie Skeddy come in here and just had to have some daddy love. It, so, um, but you know, I just want to grab the Freedom Caucus off to the side and say, guys, this isn't the time for this fight. Exactly. Good fight. Needs Good to fight. happen. Needs wrong to time, happen. Wrong time for it. Let's do it at the budget table. Yep. Let's get in there. Let's get our, you know, and because of all the different compromises that McCarthy made to be able to come speaker, it's very likely he might get this through and then not be speaker anymore. Yep. You know, um, which would be really unfortunate because as much as I can, I'm not a huge fan of him, but I, like you, I'm glad he got the deal done um, so far. You know, he's still got to get through Senate. McConnell says that it's going to go through the Senate. Shouldn't be a problem. Both sides are saying that they have the votes to get it through their their house. Anywho, yeah. That's Kitty. That's a good girl. Oh. (laughs) Sorry. She's just, I'm sorry, guys. If I'm going to put a picture on our link for Eddie and Ramona's just so you can see how cute these girls are. So when they come in and they want some attention, it's hard not to give them the attention. <laughs> yep. Probably going to make you a little jealous, but that's okay. All right. Are you anything else you want to add to the debt ceiling? Covered everything that I wanted to well, cover. Well, let me ask you a question. Jerry. Sure. I, it's going to shock you. Okay. Are you ready to be shocked? By all means. Do you think, that the debt ceiling coverage needs more or less attention. Uh, Is it newsworthy? It's 100% newsworthy. We almost bankrupted America. Absolutely. So not only America, this is to me, and I honestly believe had we defaulted, we would possibly be looking at a global depression, probably depression, not recession, recession, depression, a depression in all likelihood. Yes. I absolutely agree. Now, the likelihood of that in the last two or three, four days has gone down dramatically until it's gone 100%, until we have a signed deal 
it needs more attention, more coverage. Also, uh, just want to point out, Double, you had asked where Mochi was tonight. I know where Mochi is. Her daughter happens to have a birthday. Her daughter, Kimmy. So that's where she's at tonight. That's why she's not with us. (laughs) Just so you know. So, Jerry. Yes, um, Steve. About just this afternoon, we hear from three more Republicans that are going to get their name thrown into the hat. For one of them I knew about, not the other. And the one I heard about is unofficial. Which one did you hear? Mike Pence. Yep. It's supposed to declare. It, it is official. He's going no, to. No, it's not official. He's going to declare in Next Iowa Tuesday, June 7th. June 7th. It's happening. Now, it is still unofficial because two members of his party agreed to talk as long as they weren't named. So we don't even know who it is saying this now. And I, I, it, there's like a 99% chance, but. Yeah, he's the one I heard about. Who else? Okay, so that was weird. Um, (laughs) Sorry. Um, So next week also, on Monday, June 6th, former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie is going to be joining the Red. This should make you happy. And no one cares. He no, has no this one should make you happier than anybody else joining the joining the race. I was very happy with Mike Pence because Chris Christie's coming for one reason. He's right. not coming because he thinks he can win. He's coming to try to guarantee Trump loses. Um, that's everything that I've seen. All the sources I've read all think that this is a his candidacy will be doing nothing but trying to stop Donald Trump. How well did that work out for him eight years ago? It worked out great when he was had his eyes set on Marco Rubio. He's the reason Marco Rubio no. uh, didn't go further. No, he's not. Rubio didn't go further because he wasn't able to appeal to a broad spectrum of the public, period. Mm-hmm. It, Chris Christie didn't kill that. Chris Christie didn't... I actually... As far as moderate Republicans go, I kind of like Chris Christie, to be honest. I like Mark Rubio a lot better than Chris Christie. I like Mike Pence better than either one. Well, there you go. I like Nick Haley better than Chris Christie or Rubio. Not better than Pence. Mm. The other one is New <laughs> North Dakota Governor yeah. uh, Doug Zero Oh, <laughs> He will be uh, he will be announcing also on June seventh. I was thinking about uh, Kristen knowing. No, 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 not her. Uh, she said she's going to run, right? Are they? Everyone thinks she will. One everyone thinks she will. Another one that's in the wings that is mulling up, you know. And I'm using air quotes here. Basically, trying to become a vice presidential pick for someone is the and, Miami the Miami mayor, Miami Florida mayor. And I ain't even going to begin to try at this point of the show. <laughs> to pronounce his name. How many of these people that we're talking about, of all the people who has said they are going to run, are, it's almost certain they will. How many of them do you consider to be serious? Top tier. Candidate, top tier candidates. Well, um, honestly, Trump Trump sucks a whole lot of air out of the, out of the room. Um, but I'd say Trump, DeSantis, uh, Mike Pence, if he if he does announce, I think will be a heavily favored middle of the country um, type. What do you mean by heavily favored? I think that in the middle. 
the middle of the country, he's going to be, he's going to do a lot of wins there. Let me. Uh, Over Trump, you think so? I think a so. A lot? I think so. I don't. Uh, I hope so. I Indiana. Hope right. I mean, he's a he's a corn belt kind of well, guy. Hopefully he can get his home state, well, yeah, Indiana. Right. Um, I'll be surprised if he gets much more than Indiana. And I don't think he'll ever get to Indiana. Indiana, as I recall, is not one of the early states. No, no. The way it usually works, Iowa if you don't win eight, the, the first eight or nine states, you got to win a couple or you're done. Oh, absolutely. And that's why he's going to focus in Iowa. That's what is the leak said, that he's going to make his announcement in, in Des Moines. Yep. He's going to focus in Iowa and then go from there. So who else? Uh, so Trump, my, DeSantis, Pence. Trump, DeSantis, so Pence. Um, I think that uh, – um, I'm sorry. I'm trying to think. Nikki Haley thinks she's got a chance. I, I don't think so. I think she's buying for a VP slot, to be honest. Um, Chris? Chris Christie has the Northeastern pool. That's a lot of votes up there. If he wins New Hampshire, it's it's he's in the, he's in the ring. Last time, I don't think he won a single state. Did he? he didn't. Um, I don't see him winning any this time either. But uh, I think that's about it right now. Trump, I mean, he just really sucks sucks the air out of there. And the more people that get in, the better it is for Trump because he scatters all. You know, we, we've talked about it a hundred times. The 30% that's going to vote for Trump is going to vote for Trump. Nobody else getting in the race is going well, to stop that. DeSantis hurt Trump because DeSantis is going to be pulling from the same group of people. So those two are going head to head. Nikki Haley, I don't think, hurts Trump. Her people, her supporters is a different group. Same uh, with Pence. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit of overlap, but uh, Pence is a lot like Nikki Haley as well. So uh, Chris Christie, I don't see him hurting Trump at all. Well, I don't think he's going to hurt him in number of votes that he's taking. Where he's going to hurt, um, here's where he hurts Trump in the verbal attacks. In the, you know, he's going to, he, he is, regardless of what Chris Christie may be as a leader, he's not afraid to get down and dirty just as Trump does. So Trump says Not something stupid. Oh, I think you're going to see a whole different Chris Christie. The only one I think that's up there with Trump would be DeSantis. DeSantis I, will get down there in the mud with him. I think DeSantis is so far played this. He's talking about issues. I think he's going to stay that course. I think I, I wouldn't even be opposed to say that some of this isn't even coordinated by the RNC. We want DeSantis as, you know, this guy or this guy, you know, DeSantis Pence to be the nominee. No. And you think they want Trump as the nominee? Here's what I think. They can do whatever they want. No one's going to listen to them. Every single candidate will do what they think is best for them. Sure. Screw the RNC. Maybe. I don't know. Why would they listen to the RNC if they don't That's think it helps the their own campaign? That's part of the RNC's problem because the DNC's got their crap together. They circle the wagons. No, they they do the, oh, yeah. And I'm getting ready to get to that well, story if you're next. talking about back when they supported Hillary over the other two, uh, that one bit them in the butt big time. Yeah. So you usually and, get caught but, doing that, and it's not good for you. doesn't look good for the candidate. certainly doesn't look good for the party. They took a lot of hits on that. Oh, <laughs> well, maybe, but, you know, that's what the Democrats have been known to do for a long time, which is simply 
circle the wagons, get behind their their candidate, regardless. Win, lose, or draw. There's no there's no splintering there. They don't allow well, it. There is splintering. Now they're not known to be get down rolling the mud like some of the Republicans have, but that's probably I think more a result of the individual people involved than it is the party. When you have people like Trump, it's going to end up in the mud. I don't care if it's Republican or Democrat. It Do you think matter. that that is? I mean, that's I heard, Trump. I was I was reading a, a, or listening to a podcast from some of our brethren out there doing podcasts, um, and they made a very good point. Where Trump is from, the way Trump was brought up, and what Trump did for a living prior to the, he you attack Trump, he's going to attack you back. That's just how he is. And he's New York, so that's going to, you know, rub a lot of people, like Midwestern Kentucky people, the wrong way. But that's just how he, how they are. You no. attack them, you bring them, they're going to rub you a right back. Bit, a little yeah. bit. To the extent that Trump is, Trump takes everything you just said to a new level Absolutely. a thousand times. Absolutely. Trump is willing to go places that no person from the Northeast, no nationally famous politician from the Northeast has ever done before in the history of the United States. I agree. That's Trump. So, yeah. I mean, you can I say that a little bit of, of it is. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, maybe. honestly, but because I, it's so unpolitician-like. It's very, yes. I, I agree. But I think that's worn out, too. That wasn't even my second. <laughs> that was even my second thing. I was just throwing those out there because they announced. <laughs> Are there, so who was the, the last one? Huh? Who was the last one? The North, the North Dakota president, oh, oh, yeah, president yeah. governor. Yeah. Uh, let me get his name out there. Doug Burgum again. Zero chance. Yeah. Kristen Noem would have far more chance than he does. He has, she has more know, knowledge. No. But no, she's no, no. more loud. Name. Name Brandon. recognition. Sorry. She has. <laughs> you got to forgive me. I've drank a whole bottle you of know wine. Who, she, who does she remind you of? Who? Kristen Noem. How do you pronounce her name? Noem? Noem? I would say Noem. How do you pronounce or who does she remind you of? Um, on the Republican side or Democrat side? Either one. What politician in the last 20 years does she remind you of? Oh, probably Elizabeth Warren. No. No? Sarah Palin. What? Huge. Outspoken, loud mouth, you very strong in her views. And wouldn't you get beyond the surface? Not a whole lot there. Doesn't see Elizabeth Warren exactly. I know Elizabeth <laughs> Warren. I know you show me where she doesn't know what the hell she's talking about. You show me an argument where she gets screwed up and turned around, and that's not Elizabeth Warren. She's not known for that at all. Mm. She usually comes in there. Give me an example of what you're talking about. Give me I, one example. Uh, well, her arguments are screwed up, in my opinion. Give anyway. me one example of what you're talking about. She doesn't know what race she is for one. Just saying. Bull crap. She knows exactly what race she is. Does she, like a lot of politicians, try to be like Bill Clinton? I'm no way tired. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she was never confused about what race she was. No, no, Pocahontas. The Pocahontas. Trump yeah. Um, Anywho, so let's talk about the DNC. Okay. If you, if you don't, do you have something else? Do you want to talk about something? Well, I ain't talked about anything yet, but go ahead. Oh, well, go ahead. DNC. No, go ahead. DNC. We are blowing the whole show up. I'm so sorry. Go ahead and tell us about the DNC. Well, the DNC this year for the, this election cycle has determined that for president, 
There's not going to be any debates. Period. Much to the chagrin of Mr. Kennedy. Kind of what you said earlier. Much to the the, the chagrin of uh, Miss Williamson. Um, of who? Uh, Marianne Williamson. Don't know who that is. She is a priestess. oh, she's the lady. She's yeah. a uh, she owns a florist shop here in yes. town, right? No. <laughs> you sure? Pretty sure that's her name. Marianne Williamson blasts Biden in the DMC for not holding any any debate, saying it's candidate suppression. Miss Williams, I've got a newsflash for you. That's the least of your concern. <laughs> your primary concern is no one in America knows who the hell you are. We all think you're running the floral shop downtown. However, you're welcome to come on Newsworthy and explain who you are and give us your outline for your presidential run. We'd be happy to do that. Yeah, we'd love to hear your... So do you know who actor James Van Der Beek is? Sure. Who? He dated the florist downtown. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure I read that. No, sorry, Jerry. Apparently, you, you missed sure? all the good shows like Dawson's Creek. Okay, and you missed the good shows like uh, the one football high school Friday Night Lights. He was gotcha. an actor in those. He's a well-known Democrat, and just yesterday came out and blasted the DNC with some very legitimate points about the president, upcoming presidential election. And I just want to quote him on this because it is Varsity Blues, not Friday Night Lights, I'm sorry. This is his quote. After it was announced that the 2024 Democratic presidential primary will not have any debates, he says, and I quote, if we don't have a debate, this is not a democracy by the people. This is a democracy by them. For who? Big banks, big business, big tech, big pharma, big government, big whatever, he said. Um, think and do your effing job before you start posting about how grateful you are that there are people out there willing. That's sorry. <laughs> Basically, he said, if there's no debate, there's no democracy, there's no primary, then there can't be elite, a legitimate president. Um, that's no one you, cares. So you you don't it's think not the that DNC? The that's just the way it works. You don't think that there should be a democratic debate? I, if I, I'm a dem, first of all, listen. If I'm a democratic voter, which I'm not, full disclosure, but if I am, do I think they need other candidates? Yes, Joe Biden is a horrible candidate. Absolutely, it's got nothing to do with the point. While you were talking, I googled when was the last time that a sitting president had not won his party's nomination. Oh, it's been a bazillion years, if it's ever happened. Has it ever happened? How many, how many times do you think it's happened? How many times would you guess? One. You're correct. Exactly one time in the history of the United States ever. And now keep in mind, a president can only run for eight, can, can be in office for eight years. So it's sure. not like they can run time after time. Sure. When, when do you think it might have been the last time or the only time that that uh, happened? Oh, you just be guessing. I'll give it to you. 1852. Well, Franklin you. Pierce was the only president ever who wanted to, attempted to be renominated and was not. So when you're talking about the DNC, it's not the DNC. This is the way politics works. However, Jerry, you got to understand, though, that this is a little bit different of an election. He's one of the worst candidates ever. Other not than only that. Different. The number one thing that affects Joe Biden age. in this is his age. Yeah, I agree with that. 
I mean, I'm how saying, can you, as think, a Democratic voter, not have an option? Because they're not being able to listen. They're saying to the only option. once in the two hundred something years in our country's history has the sitting president ever been denied renomination. So what That's you're what doing, what you're doing as the DNC by not allowing an open debate, is guaranteeing that if I'm a Democratic candidate or I'm a de- I'm not candidate, excuse me, if I'm a Democratic voter, I have to vote for Camilla Harris for president. No. What do you mean? No? Well, you guaranteed me like five, six years ago. I'm not. You we're guaranteed not there yet. me that if Biden won office, that he would not last. We're that, not there yet. That he, and at the time, Camilla had already been said that she was going to be his running mate. Yeah. So you'd said if he wins, you are effectively going to be voting for her I, as president. That hasn't Period. finished yet, and I'm, I stick to my my guns. One hundred percent guarantee, like you did back then. Absolutely. I can't wait. That's another case of ice cream that I win. <laughs> you can't have ice cream anymore. I'll get you some sugar-free. They yogurt. actually have, it's not ice cream, it's carb, sugar-free frozen dairy dessert. Okay, I'll get that for you. Yeah, Fair enough. And it's expensive. It's even more expensive, yeah. so you're getting even like a better deal. Says. But my point is, they're not doing this because of Biden. They're not doing it because it's the DNC. They're just going with, this is the odds. This is what we always do. Republican Party, Democrat. Do I certainly wish they would try to get a better candidate? Yes, I do. I'm, we said it for a long time. We are so afraid that it's going to be Trump or Biden. One of the why, would, why would the DNC, and, and I'm just spitballing here, okay? Just, you know, I'm just talking, okay? I'm not trying to prove a point. I'm not trying to start an argument. I'm just asking. Why, if I'm in the DNC, would, given Biden's age and his obvious, would we be fair to say that there has definitely been a mental decline in Joe Biden in the last two years? Sure. Okay. And to be even more fair, probably had already declined to the point that he shouldn't have been elected president in 2020. I didn't want to go that far, but okay. I would. So, in my opinion, if I'm the DNC, why would I want to not have at least heard and experienced and gave some of the candidates that are op- their opportunity? Because to history speak? says the sitting president that. has a far I greater chance that. of winning the general I election. Understand than I just said I don't want to have an, uh, an argument. I just wanted to finish my comment. Please. Not a comment. Huh? It's a question, not a comment. It's a hypothetical question. It's basically a comment in a question form. Okay. (laughs) I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying if I'm the DNC, why would I want to not at least get the impressions of how the different candidates who would be interested in being president, Williamson, Kennedy, God forbid, Gavin Newsom, those people. Manson. Mansion. Well, see, I, I think they couldn't put Mansion in. Wow. I think if they put Mansion in, Mansion wins hands down, even over the sitting president. Absolutely, wow. I believe that. But again, if he has a decent chance of winning the general election, shouldn't that be what they want? I would think. But I'm not the DNC. So going I'm just saying. Hypothetical. Say something. I think they're just playing the odds. That's it. I, I don't think anyone sitting down saying, you know what? Well, maybe I think they're simply saying, guys, we always go with the sitting president. Do you think in September ish, November ish, when the primaries are had, if Trump is not the nominee, 
Do they still run Joe Biden? You lost me on the time frame. This September, November? Well, before the end of the primary elections. Before the primary election? At the primary elections. If Trump doesn't win, I think the only reason they even run Biden is because he's beat Trump. I think that's their number one thing, beat Trump. But say DeSantis wins. Does Biden beat DeSantis? Polls show a 7% head-to-head today. If it's Biden or DeSantis, a ABC poll shows DeSantis wins with seven points. So if it's not Trump as the nominee for the Republicans, does Biden run? You First of all, the DNC can't force him out. No, I, I realize that. And if he is your candidate well, through the can. primary, you don't have a choice. I get that. He dies, you have a choice. Right. He decides to, if he gets sent to the dementia home you have a choice and that but otherwise you don't have a choice i get that but if you think for one minute that if the democrats think they're going to lose power or send joe biden to the democrats don't have a choice they're going to send joe biden they don't have a choice he will go to the dimension they do not have a choice steve (laughs) they do not have a choice if he is their candidate through primaries one of two things happen one of three he dies he voluntarily resigns or he will be the candidate in November. The the resigns thing is where we get into that. They have situation. no way of making him resign. They can't do it. I'm just saying. he is far more powerful than than the party at that point. He I'm just, is the face of the party. I don't he tells think, the party what to do. I don't think Joe Biden tells his dog what to do at this point. Here severely. And you said this the whole time. But yet he comes on TV and Barely mumbles a sentence that makes any sense. Really? Because I hear him making pretty substantial arguments that make a lot of sense. You haven't heard it on the debt ceiling? Jerry admits how old he is. Steve, I think (laughs) you're doing the same thing if you're saying that he can't put together a coherent sentence. The man is very much in control. He's pushing his agenda. This is not what he's been told to say. He's not being told what to. This is Joe Biden's agenda. And I think he's, you know, I don't agree with it necessarily, but I think he's done a pretty good job of pushing his agenda. Mm, I guess. Well, all that to say, we need to listen to my man, Ed Locke, for a second. What do you think, Jerry? Let's do it. Hi, this is Ed Locke with USA Mortgage. When it comes to buying a home, the process can be overwhelming and confusing. With so many options, it can be hard to know where to start. That's why it's important to work with a certified mortgage loan originator. I have the knowledge and expertise to guide you through the process and find the best mortgage option for you. I will work with you every step of the way to ensure that you are getting the best deal possible. So if you're looking to purchase or refinance, please reach out to me at 502-680-0953. So don't take on the stress of buying a home alone. Work with me and I will make your dream a reality. Trust the professionals and make your home buying experience a positive one. MLS ID 448908, DAS Acquisition Company, LLC, doing business as USA Mortgage, MLS ID 227262. This is not a commitment to lend. Additional terms and conditions apply. USA Mortgage is equal housing opportunity. Man, he is getting so good at that end result, that end uh, fast talking there. Yep. He has, I told him the other day, he has a secondary career if he ever wants to. I agree. One thing real quick. Sure, sure. I don't know if you heard, probably didn't. Oath Keepers founder, Stuart Rhodes, was sentenced to 18 years in prison 
for his role in the seditious conspiracy to disrupt the electoral count on January 6, 2021. At sentencing, the U.S. District Judge said, and I quote, Yuzar present an ongoing threat and peril to this country and to the very fabric of our democracy, end quote. Well said, Your Honor, well said. Yeah, and he could probably stretch that out to, you know, anyone in politics at this point, to be honest. Just anyone in politics attack democracy? How so? Well, tell me what Mike McCarthy, he's not neither one of our favorite. So we'll call him a neutral. What has he done to our Kevin? Mike McCarthy is the coach. He coaches Dallas. (laughs) You did the same thing. I did, in fact, do that. It's because he's a. We're concerned of a better-known McCarthy. Yeah, yes, Kevin McCarthy. How, what has he done to attack democracy? No, it, it's not even a question of that. And I say that in jest. But, you know, from the outside looking in, it's really it's real easy to criticize, judge, and all of these politicians, to be blunt. It is. Um, but it's not hard to criticize people who was the leaders who attacked Congress on January 6th. Sure. To me, it's not at all. Sure. I agree with that. Sort of. We'll let it go. Exactly. Sort of. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's our house, so we pay for it. Uh, and to be able to... Doesn't give us the right I, to break I don't, I don't agree that we broke windows. I don't agree that we forced our way in. I don't agree that there was any violence whatsoever. I absolutely 100% agree with you. Good. Um, but the, to the people, the grandpops and everybody, that was just literally walking around, and there's videos of them literally not threatening anybody, just walking around. For those people, I'm a little hard, more hard-pressed to say, hey, those guys are evil or whatever. But, do, do you know of one? Can you name one? That I that don't know to? their name. Oh, so you don't know of any? I don't know anybody. I don't even know the guy you just said. That's how yeah, little he do. Well, you know his face. He's the one with the patch, the eye patch. I'm afraid I don't. Then you've not watched TV news in the last three years. That's probably true. Because he's been on TV <laughs> thousands of times. He's the leader, the founder of the Oath Keepers, who was one of the primary groups who started all this. Okay. I have to take your word for it, to be honest. <laughs> Well, if you don't watch the news or read the news, you would. You, you wouldn't know anything about it. I just, I guess I'm selective. I don't know. You, you may not watch the news, but you've read a lot about the Oath Keepers. And the I have. Spots. I know who they organization well, he, he's is. He's a leader. Fair enough. All right. Well, Jerry, I just want to uh, apparently Eddie is saying it's time yeah. for us to go. <laughs> You're way too long. Um, but you know, guys, I just want to say we appreciate all of you who listen to our show. Um, all of you who download our show. Yes, we do. Um, we continue to grow by leaps and bounds every week and we appreciate that. We couldn't do it without you. Even when I've had way too much wine, (laughs) um, you know, and we continue to try and want to put out a good product. For you. So if you have ideas for shows, if you wish to be a guest, if you anything that you think we can improve on, please give us an email or shoot us a text at where? Newsworthy with Stephen Jerry at gmail.com. 
they can send us a text at area code 540-709-1318. Yeah, absolutely. We want to hear from you. Um, if you liked last week's episode of the conspiracies, we would love to hear that too, because as I said, we are trying, this is our, we're starting our second year, but we still are growing. We hope by leaps and bounds every week, we hope that we're getting better for you. Um, and as always, if you can't see the light, be the light. Thanks guys for listening to us.